Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Rachel Moreland, who is brand manager at Tyson Foods. She is on my alumni advisory council, and she is an alum of the college. Uh, While she was an alum, she took an internship at Tyson and has been a faithful employee for nine years. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Well, Rachel, one thing that really caught my attention when I uh, was looking at your background and one of the reasons I wanted to uh, interview you is you are immersed in marketing in many different dimensions. Mm-hmm. You're working for one of the largest CPG companies in the world in marketing, and you also have uh, a side gig where you're engaged in, in marketing. And I want to talk about both of those over the course of our conversation. But right now you're in brand management. Correct. So what is brand management? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a faithful employee of Tyson, so I can really speak to brand management at Tyson, but I think it does span across CPG. And so when I think of brand management, it's really you're being a true owner of a business. You are making a multitude of decisions on a daily basis. You're managing teams and you're really driving the business forward. And so that could be consumer-facing decisions. So you could be working on a TV spot or something that a consumer would see in the store as far as a shopper marketing ad. Or you could be making non-consumer-facing decisions such as changing the formula on a product to drive out costs and help drive more dollars to the bottom line. So you really are touching just about every single thing on the brand that you're managing. It's not just consumer-facing marketing, you're really touching everything on from one end to the other on the P&L. And I noticed uh, just from looking at your LinkedIn profile, you started, you had an internship for a couple of years while you were a student at Tyson, and you were in marketing. I was. Uh, would you mind telling me a little bit about how you found the internship and how you were able to balance that with, you know, school? yeah. And- Absolutely. I'd love to. And it's, it was actually fun thinking back on this not too long ago is kind of how I was balancing both school and my internship. And so I found my internship uh, with Tyson through a Walton College career fair. I was recruited at one of those, um, you know, you kind of go through and talk to different brands, different businesses. And I really was drawn to Tyson, the culture and their values and was you know, lucky enough to get an internship on the bacon business. So it started in on breakfast the summer after my sophomore year. And the way that we did it back then is that you would work for 20 hours a week during the school year and then 40 hours a week during the summer. And it was it was a real job. I know some internships, you may have a project and you end it at the end of the summer. This was a year round gig. And so really had to learn how to balance my classes and work. And so I actually remember I would have all my classes scheduled in the morning and then I would come home and change because we were business professional at the time and I didn't want to wear that to my class at 8 a.m. So I'd come home and change and then drive out to Tyson. And I really, really value that experience. It 
for a few different reasons. I think one is it just gave me that real life experience while I was in school. And so I was able to take what I was learning in class and then apply that in real time to my job. And then on vice versa, I would be learning things in class that I was already doing in my internship. And so it kind of gave me a leg up in both areas, which was really nice. And because it was a pretty much full-time year-round job, I was able to make a lot of connections, network, learn the culture and processes, and then which then ended up being uh, beneficial to me to get a full-time job offer before I graduated. And so I kind of came straight in out of college, had a leg up and a head start versus a completely new hire because I was already ingrained into the business. And so Having that internship definitely kind of propelled me forward and gave me a really nice head start as I started full time. You were working as an intern for two years during your undergrad program, which is longer than most people Mm -hmm. do internships, you know, especially a single internship. But I've noticed that students who do that, who really have the internship full time in the summers that keep keep it going during the year even if they switch companies, it's still, I think they wind up getting more out of their coursework while they're going to school. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For example, if you took a class on brand management and you'd never worked in marketing, it's harder to understand the benefit of it or what what it really means. So that is a a big benefit of internships. We we have lots of students that get into internships, but I noticed the other thing is that it caught my eye. You started your internship well before your senior year. I did. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good idea. I always encourage students to start trying to get internships as soon as they can. Yeah, and I think to your point too, even if you don't end up with that company, you just get that real life experience and it's just so valuable to have in addition to your classes. That way when you do graduate, you're already set up to get started and you're not having to learn from scratch after graduation. So me starting earlier definitely helped me out uh, with getting that offer as well. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Bartlesville, Oklahoma, actually. So not Arkansas. I do have a lot of family in Arkansas, but I'm from Oklahoma. So you've been with Tyson now for nine years in marketing. You talked about brand management uh, earlier, but you've been involved in more than just brand management you've been involved in marketing in general clearly you you must really enjoy marketing at at tyson tell us a little bit about why you like it and some of your experiences and highlights of your career sure yeah you're you're absolutely right i've been there almost a decade now which seems wild to think about because i remember when i was an intern but i think the thing that really keeps me around and I really enjoy about marketing at Tyson is that you're never bored. And the thing about Tyson is we recently merged, well, it's been a few years now, but we merged with Hillshire Brands and really acquired a suite of iconic brands to work on. So we've got Jimmy Dean, Ballpark, Hillshire Farm, some of those household names, in addition to the Tyson brands. And you really get the opportunity to work on these large brands with big budgets that are really impacting so many consumers and families. And you, there's always a new challenge. There's always something new coming out. But you have those big brands that you work on. But then you may get a rotation within marketing to a smaller brand or a startup brand or an up-and-coming brand that has an entirely different set of challenges to overcome. And so you're always working on different size businesses, different challenges, different 
consumer targets. And so you always get to kind of flex different muscles. I've never worked on the same thing twice. I can tell you, um, you know, I've worked on brands like bacon. As I mentioned, when I was an intern, I worked on Hillshire farm. I worked on Tyson brand, which was really fun to kind of work on the signature flagship brand of the company. Right now I work on state fair corn dogs, a completely different consumer. I'm targeting kids now, which is new for me. And so no matter what you're working on within the company and marketing, it's going to be a new challenge, a new adventure, and it's really fun. And I will also say that people that I've worked with have really kept me around. I feel like you are working with, you've got people that have been there for 30 plus years, worked on, you know, different products and have so much knowledge. And so you're really surrounded by so many experts as a marketer that you've got a great team around you to really make some exciting moves on these brands. So one thing that uh, I'm curious about, Rachel, is during your time over the past nine years in marketing at Tyson, you know, digital marketing, digital marketing was around before you started at Tyson, but Mm -hmm. the importance of digital marketing has escalated dramatically during that time. Mm -hmm. How has it affected marketing at Tyson? Yeah, it, it definitely has. I, I was seeing, I've seen such an evolution even in my nine years, but you've got your traditional digital marketing. So it may be online advertising, a banner ad that you may see on a website or a, a pre-roll video that you may see before a YouTube ad, for, for, before a YouTube video, for example. So we've worked on that and really evolved that, how we target, who we go after, things like that that have been really beneficial. But I think the huge escalation that I've seen is within the last year, just with the pandemic, right? So a lot of consumers stop going to the stores and shifted over to online grocery pickup and delivery services. Walmart was a really big uh, proponent of that. And so we had to pivot from a Tyson perspective as well. We, you know, we typically do a lot of in-store promotions and you might see a, a sticker outside of a freezer door in the freezer aisle at a grocery store. We really had to shift our thinking to make sure we were present in the digital space because we needed to remain competitive and we wanted to make sure that our consumers still knew to find us, even if they weren't going into the store. And so it's been such a huge shift for us in the last year on just how we market. It's been, it's been interesting to see how we've been able to evolve so quickly. Um, some of that growth has been just unprecedented in some of these different online grocery outlets like Instacart, for example. And so we've been really agile and able to shift our focus over there. And it's very important for us right now. Well, As I was looking up information on you, before I invited you to my advisory council, of course, uh, I I noticed that you had a really well done um, website of your own. Um, It's (laughs) heyrach.com. It is. Um, uh, But you also have uh, an Instagram account. I looked at your Instagram account. And I noticed that you have over 20,000 followers, which is unusually high. <laughs> That's a lot of yes. followers. You know, your website talks about fashion, food and drink, lifestyle, accessories, and then you list brands that you've worked with. So if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about how you got into it and what is the business? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So Hey Rach is my social media platform. And that name is that's actually how my mom and my grandmother address me. Anytime I call them, they answer the phone. Hey, Rach, you know, that's how that started. Um, And it really started as a creative outlet um, back in 2016 is really when I kind of got more serious about it. Started off as a blog and I actually started off kind of pulling in my food kind of passion for food from work and tying it in with fashion. And so when I started, I was actually going to different restaurants in the area and basically writing reviews on them. And I would talk about what I ate at the restaurant and then what I wore. That was kind of how we started off tying in food and fashion. So it was a nice little bridge between, you know, my full-time job and kind of the things that I love outside of work. And over time that since evolved into my social media platform and influencing where now I partner with brands, to promote them, new products, things like that. And it's been a really fun um, creative outlet, but it also has been benefited by my work at Tyson. And so, you know, being able to have that marketing background from Walton College, working at full-time professional marketing in Tyson, it kind of gives me an advantage as far as branding. I know how to brand myself. (laughs) I also know what we, the brand on the Tyson side, look for when we look at influencers. And so I've been able to kind of pull that intel over into my influencing side of things. And it's really been beneficial for me. I've heard brands compliment me on my professionalism because not all influencers, some of them, that's their full-time job and they've never done anything else. And, you know, so me being able to have that professional background and tying that over to the influencing side has been super beneficial because it isn't just, I think a lot of people think of influencing as, you know, taking pictures and getting free things. And while that's part of it, a lot of it is a lot of business. You're signing contracts, you're doing a lot of different email correspondence, you're making pitches, you're making briefs, you're doing so much work on the upfront that also is what I'm doing over at Tyson for some of these other brands. And so it's a nice cross tie, but then it's also something that's kind of my own that I have on the side as a creative outlet that's, you know, has seen tremendous growth over the last year. And I'm super grateful for because I've been able to work with some pretty nice brands. But yeah, it's, it's a nice business tie with with my other job at Tyson. And I noticed, um, obviously, you your, your website's really nice. You've got uh, you. photos and blogs. Mm-hmm. How did you learn how to build your website or did you outsource it? And Yes. And thank you, first of all. And I think ever since I was a kid, I've always loved to kind of edit and create. I used to make newsletters for my family and what was going on in our household growing up. And I would, you know, write big stories. So that's kind of what led me to my blog. And I would edit photos and make everything look really nice. So that's always been something that I've just done since I was younger. As I worked my blog and started to kind of make it more professional looking, I have outsourced a few different things. I built my website. However, my content, so my photos are taken by professional photographers. So it's an investment that I make, but it comes back to me through brand partnerships that want to work with me because of my content. So I do work with a photographer for the photos that you see, but the writing and the editing and things like that, is, it's all me. But that's just been a passion of mine since I was a kid, was just creating and making things look nice and visually appealing. So I appreciate the the compliment because that is something that I'm, I'm really passionate about. What is your uh, website? Is it uh, WordPress? It's Squarespace, actually. Yeah, and I, I highly recommend it if anyone's wanting to start one. I, I haven't worked on WordPress, but I know that Squarespace for me has been really user-friendly. They have great tips on how to you know make your website look 
nice and their help centers 24 hours. So I highly recommend if you're looking to start a blog at Squarespace. So you've also got an email list. Obviously, I noticed when I first went on your website, it <laughs> invited me to sure when the email list. How do you manage your email list? Good question. So I use an application called MailChimp, and that's how I manage the the list itself. The majority of my email list is when I post a blog post, it emails out to everyone on the list. But I've used it for other things to promote content over my Instagram or other things that I have going on. But it is nice to see that list grow. I think, let's say if tomorrow Instagram goes away, I lose all of those followers, but I still have my email list. I would say that that's something that I've learned just as I've gotten into the influencer space, I listen to a lot of podcasts like this one around influencer marketing. And that's one thing that they always say is that your email list is really important because social media platforms could change, you know, in an instant. You think of the ones like Vine or some of these other platforms that have gone away over time. If Instagram, for some reason, I don't think so. I hope not. But if it does go away, at least you'll have your email list and can still reach people that way. So that's been my, my go-to for just making sure that I keep those, those emails. Do you use uh, video at all? I do. So I have a YouTube channel, actually. I haven't done quite a bit on it recently. I just have gotten pretty busy on my Instagram side. But I've done some YouTube content primarily around actually home decor. So at the beginning of the pandemic, actually, I moved into a new apartment. I mean, right at in April. So right after lockdown, pretty much. And with it being a lockdown and not being able to do much else, I spent a lot of time at home working on decorating my place, building furniture and things like that. And so I actually documented that entire process on my YouTube channel, and that got a really nice response. I would share links to things that I had ordered and how I had built things and stuff like that. It's actually funny. One of my followers actually recommended this name and it stuck. So, you know, my Instagram is Hey Rach, and then we turned my home series into Rach GTV, like HGTV. And so that was kind of my home segment of my of my platform. So that was really fun. So yeah, I've done video on YouTube. And then I'm also getting into um, Instagram reels, a little bit of TikTok and things like that, just because I do think there's value in that more short form content, not just for influencing, I think for any any brands that are marketing, I think people's attention spans are lower, just frankly, they're not watching 20 minute videos anymore. And so really want to make sure that I stay on top of that as well and move into some of that shorter form content like reels. Rachel, we had uh, commencement on Saturday, the Walton yes. College did. Yeah. And Congrats, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Well over a thousand students uh, participate in commencement. I think this year we'll have maybe 1,500 students graduate. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we, we have, of course, we had four different commencement in Bud Walton Arena for, yeah. the, just for the undergraduates uh, wow. in Walton College because we had to socially distance, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it uh, went really well. But I'm curious, you know, you work for a large company. You have your own business. You have lots of experience in marketing from many different dimensions. What advice would you have for students that are, you know, just graduating from the Walton College? Yeah, I would definitely say, and this is from my own experiences, you know, don't be too hard on yourselves. I think I was lucky to have my internship and to kind of have that experience before I graduated. But I do remember that transition into full time 
being a, you know, it's a challenge, right? It's a completely different lifestyle. You're a full-time career woman or man, and you're trying to figure it out. And I know there were times where I was, you know, a little hard on myself. And I think looking back, I wish I would have, if I could tell myself back then, you know, easy on yourself. This is new. You're learning. Lean on people around you. Find mentors in wherever you're working. If you're in a job, if you don't have a job yet, that's okay. You can network, you know, make sure you make as many connections as you can in the industry. You never know when someone may have a role open up and then they can think of you. So I would say, you know, be easy on yourself, network, find a mentor, even if it's not in in, in the workplace that you're in, just having a professional guide is super helpful. I would say I've had so many people kind of pull me up throughout my career because of the relationships that we've had. So regardless of if you have a, a full-time job now, or if you're looking, I think just finding professionals in your area, I think the Walton College is a really good job with Razorlink to connect you with alumni. I'm on there. So if you want to reach out to me, <laughs> feel free. I'm happy to connect with you. Um, but yeah, I think that, that would be my biggest advice. And thinking of what I'm doing now, just being on your council is, you know, giving back to the Walton College because I wouldn't be where I am today without it. And, you know, I, I really do attribute a lot of where I am today to the college and just the way that I was set up for success before I even graduated. So that'd be my advice. And yeah, just be easy on yourself. It's, it's a transition, but you'll be all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C Podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.